Hey guys, Mubarak Shah, CPA here and M&A advisor here at Corp Dev World today to talk to you about how to sell your business for maximum profit. All right, we've worked with a bunch of clients and companies that have sold their businesses for seven, eight figures, and that is what we want to dissect today. So if you're at the range where you're looking to kind of prepare your business, you might have been operating it for a couple of years, or even if you're on the buy side and you want to learn how exactly does private equity work, how do they flip businesses like people flip houses and how do they get these seven eight nine figure exits this is the episode for you all right so selling a business is a significant endeavor right it requires careful planning and execution and we're going to go into all of those essential steps involved in selling your business for maximum profit all right now obviously before listing your business on the market there's a preparation system involved all right you can't just go ahead and do it. There's a lot of systems and things that need to be in place in order to do that, right? And that way you can actually get a valuation of your business based on its financial performance, its operations, the industry to be able to get it to that point. Okay. And so that is essentially what we want to talk about where, what is the first step, right? And what we do is we kind of teach how you can get your business ready for sale even 12 to 24 months before you actually do it because there's a lot of systems in place that are and a lot of kind of check the box items that take a little bit of time to get in place so that way you can sell your business. Um, and so, for example, you know, th think about this concept. Let's say you have two businesses. One of them is both of them net $2 million, right? A great business, right? But in one of them, it's one key owner and he has a bunch of people below him, you know, just having to do everything he says or she says. And really, you know, the owner is the main guy. That's what people call when there's a problem. That's the guy who handles the fires. He is a professional firefighter, right? He's always mad dashing from here to there. And I've been there, so I know that. But for for this example, right, you're, you have people, but it's kind of like if if that guy disappeared or, you know, left the business or something, the business would fail, right? Um, that's one example, okay? So think about what the valuation of a $2 million profit business would be in that case versus a $2 million profit business that is in a position where the owner doesn't even necessarily need to be there in order for the company to run, all right? He has an executive team in place, a management team in place where things get done without him. He's not involved in the sales calls. He's not involved in the customer success. He's not involved in the product meetings. You know, he can be, obviously, and obviously he's putting his input in, but the company is still able to run if he was to go on vacation or if he was to go away, right? So obviously it's this business that's worth way more. And that's the same way that buyers view it as well. And so it's very important to, you know, a lot of us take pride as being a CEO or an owner of a business and, you know, making sure everything works and carrying the load and handling the fires, right? But unfortunately, this is what leads not only to burnout, but it also leads to weak valuations. And in the scenario I mentioned first, in the first example where the owner is doing everything, you know, it's, they're required by the customers, they're the face of the business, um, sometimes, especially in this digital age with like a lot of influencers, um, coming up and about, you know, it, it actually hurts the valuation of your business. If you as a person are crucial to the business. Now, of course, 
everyone has different goals. Everyone has different criteria as to why they're running a business and starting a business. And so if it's for, you know, ego purposes or you enjoy what you're doing or you enjoy making content and being the face of it, um, that's one thing, right? But if you're looking to eventually, you know, five years down the line, a couple of years down the line, you know, sell your business and have a few million dollars in your pocket, if not more, um, where you can then do other things or retire or enjoy time with your family, things like that, then this is what we want to talk about today, right? Preparing your business for sale is crucial. Crucial, sorry. And there's obviously different factors. Like we can, we're going to talk about the finances in a minute, but I want to kind of really emphasize on the streamlining of operations, right? By effectively organizing and streamlining your operations, you can actually boost the valuation of your business by many times over. Right. So I don't know if you've ever been on biz by sell or biz quest or if you've ever looked for businesses for sale, um, looking to either buy them. But in general, the concept of an absentee owner is actually super attractive to private equity because they want to come in. They want to buy up the company. They want to pay, pay you a great multiple for it. But they're not going to do that if the company is going to die without you. Right. Big or the difference between big, successful organizations and small businesses is that big, successful organizations have teams of people that just get things done and are able to create value without necessarily the CEO or the owner being a bottleneck to the business. All right. So that is one of the key things that you need to do where you need to kind of upgrade yourself from being like a CEO firefighter to like the fire chief or the you know, the chairman, essentially, right? It doesn't need to be necessarily like a true title change, right? This is just kind of an example, if you think about it conceptually, as to what is your role in the business, right? So if you're, you know, if you're working 80 hours a week, if you know, it's, it's different, obviously, like, for example, when Elon Musk is not involved in Tesla, that doesn't mean Tesla is going to die, right? He has a whole business team, a management team, he has hundreds of employees that are helping him run it. Now, Obviously, I don't like to talk about those big examples because, you know, usually we're talking about companies that have tens of employees or at max hundreds of employees because we're focusing on, you know, seven to eight figure exits. I believe that is very possible for the average person, for the above average person. You know, statistically, it happens a lot more. If you have a business that you can sell for nine figures or 10 figures, great. And we can talk about that. And you're probably in the tech industry or AI industry. But a lot of the times, if you're a brick and mortar store owner or retail store owner or you have an online business, right? We want to focus on how you can actually get yourself to a point where you can exit the business, whether partially or fully, right? There's a few different methods and we're going to have a great guest on soon that's going to kind of give us the breakdown between the different types of exits you can have. But that is kind of a key component there on the operational side. Now, that we're going to dive into it in future episodes, but I hope that on a high level that makes sense. Now, the second thing is obviously assessing the value of your business from a financial perspective. And so you don't necessarily need to go out and get like a third party valuation provider or anything like that. Uh, but essentially what this ends up being is that you need to make sure that you have a profitable P&L, you have a strong balance sheet and that your books are up to date. Right. So you need a proper accountant that's working on it. You need somebody on your team, whether you outsource it or whether you have your internal CFO. You want to make sure that your books are clean. They're on an accrual basis. 
right? So a lot of times small businesses run on a cash basis. And if you're under a million dollars in revenue or so, it's not a big deal. But once you pass that million dollar threshold, you really should start looking into spending some dollars or putting some time into getting your books cleaned up. Now, it can be on QuickBooks Online, it can be on Zero Fresh Books. You don't need a fancy ERP or anything like that. You know, we work with nine figure companies that get on and, and build with just QuickBooks Online. And obviously, they have other inventory systems or processes there. But in general, it is possible to do so on just a, you know, entry level, quote unquote, CRM, but or, or, or sorry, um, financial system, but you need to at least have that as a focus, right? So if you've been doing the books yourself, unless you're a CPA or so, we would highly, highly advise against that. We want you to get the proper bookkeeping done. And there's companies out there that we can kind of reference in the description below or in the show notes on uh, potential people you can reach out to. Uh, but obviously you want to show a profit to be able to have a high valuation, right? This isn't the tech world. Like if you're going to for VC money and venture capital and you're in the tech game and going for growth, th this episode isn't for you, right? This is for the business owner that's been running for a couple years, the, the website developer or website owner that's been running his online business for a couple years and now wants to make sure that how he can grow it profitably and successfully that one day there can be that seven, eight figure offer that comes on the table. And that's super realistic. You know, there's, it doesn't need to be a crazy advanced product. You guys have potentially have heard of uh, hustle co that sold for uh, the hustle.com that sold for HubSpot to almost $30 million, right? All that is now it's a good business, right? But it's a, it had, you know, it was a newsletter. It was basically a daily newsletter email sent out. You probably see Morning Brew sold for 20, uh, 75 million, right? So there's different niches and different businesses that can sell for a lot. And it doesn't have to just be digital businesses. Like one of the people we're going to bring on, who you probably heard of and is, you know, part of this, which is Raleigh. Uh, and he has, you know, he sold his um, escape room business and trampoline park business for $26 million, right? And so it can be done in the brick and mortar world, but you just have to set yourself up in the right place and in the right way. So when obviously when it comes to selling your business and turning a profit, one crucial step stands above the rest, which is establishing a realistic asking price. And so, you know, there's a few different ways to do that, right? It's, it's, it's kind of similar to real estate where there's a few different ways where you evaluate your potential, like the value of your house. Um, and you want to be realistic with it, right? Obviously, we, you know, you can get professional valuation services and that probably would be the case when like you're like, hey, you just want out, you're ready to retire, you're ready to go, but you might not need that necessarily up front. Um, you could also always kind of just reach out to a business broker. A lot of these companies, vested business brokers, uh, Transworld, a lot of these companies have like, you know, free valuation services and their expertise and network can obviously add value to the process. So uh, and we can always, you know, help you out. We'll, we'll put our uh, number and, and email at the end of the show so you can kind of reach out if you need any assistance there. But you need to just do an overall market analysis because the key thing is you have to figure out based on like what are comparables in your area, what other businesses are going for. So obviously every business is unique. It's a lot different than uh, real estate where there's a lot of kind of properties and characteristics that make real estate pretty similar 
to do those comparables. But in general, right, if you see a business that's valued or selling for 10 million, its true valuation is probably between like 9 and 11 million and maybe even 8 to 12 million, right? So there is variability. And ultimately, you know, the value that your business has is just only as much as someone would be willing to pay for it. But that can be the case, right? You can have that situation where you're able to, you know, profitably, you know, value and sell your business if you're able to potentially look at comparables, look at other industries are or other companies in your industry are selling for and be able to kind of ballpark your valuation there. Um, there's a lot of different methods, right? There's also something called the DCF or discounted cash flow method, which is used in private equity and kind of just dumbing it down intensely just for the purpose of this. I mean, we'll do a whole episode just on that, um, on the DCF method. But basically what that does is that it takes the present value of your future cash flows. And so all that means is that we look out, you know, maybe the next three years, the next five years of your business, you take a look at what is the kind of actual projected cash flows that are generated, like profits that come in, right? And when we say the reason I say cash flow is because certain non-cash expenses, like things like depreciation, amortization, those items are not really money out of your bank account, right? So they might be reducing your net profit, but they are actually not actual cash flow. Um, so those are added back for the purpose of the computation. But it's basically like running a finance algorithm, and it's not anything intense. You can easily do it in Excel in you know, a few cells, a few characters. Um, and you're just basically figuring out what the future value of those cash flows are worth today, the present value of those future cash flows, right? Because obviously a dollar today is worth more than a dollar in, you know, five years from now, because you can, you know, there's the opportunity cost and investment potential of that dollar today. So I don't want to make this into a finance class, but it's just something to look at where when you're coming up with the valuation for your business, or if you're wondering, you know, why am I paying a few thousand dollars for these experts to come in and do a valuation of my business? That's essentially what they're doing, right? So they're looking at a variety of different methods. They're looking at your industry, your business, obviously. They're looking at the comparables in the space, people, companies in your region, right? So obviously like a company, generally speaking in New York City, is going to sell for more than a company in Greensboro, North Carolina, right? Just because of the cost of living, the general economy, um, things of that nature. And so um, that's another kind of item that they look at. And really what it comes down to is what's referred to as your industry multiple. So a lot of industries have a general multiple that they'll sell for that's dependent upon the size of your company. So a lot of times what private equity does is that they participate in something called multiple expansion, which means that, okay, if your business is only worth a few million dollars, which is still fantastic, right? But in the grand scheme of things, if it's worth like say one to 5 million, and let's say you have 500,000 in profit, right? Then a lot of times you'll be put into a multiple between maybe two to four X, meaning, okay, you're making $500,000 in your business profit. Now we're going to multiply that by three, and 1.5 million, that is a general valuation for your business. Again, it's all a rough range and you kind of find the midpoint and the average between that, between other transactions in your industry, between your DCF analysis, right, which was the you know net present value of future cash flows. And all of those items come together to get to your valuation. 
But going back to the principle of multiple expansion that I was just talking about, what that is essentially is the reason private equity is interested in your business is because what they'll do is they'll come in and they'll buy you in a 500K profit, 1.5 million or 2 million. And then what their goal is that their goal is to take that profit and grow it in five to seven years from 500K a year to maybe 5 million a year, right? And now when they're at 5 million a year, you don't run that same multiple as you did before. You don't multiply it by three and get to 15 million as a valuation, right? On that $5 million of profit. Instead, the multiple expansion concept is that bigger companies are usually more stable. They're more, they obviously shoot off more cash flow. There's less issues or risk that the company is just randomly going to go to zero, right? Usually it's more established company. It has a stronger brand. It has more customer diversity. It has a stronger professional team on it, right? And all of these add value to the business to the point where now that 500k business profit business that was bought at a 3x multiple when it gets to five million dollars in profit it can probably be sold at a 10x multiple for 50 million dollars right and so that is why private equity would be interested in your business and that's essentially what they do they kind of focus on those types of exits and those types of growth curves to be able to you know make money themselves so Hopefully that helps. Again, this was just an initial primer into how to sell your business for maximum profit. If you guys have any other questions, feel free to reach out. We'll put our number and email in the show notes. Hope to hear from you guys soon. Take care.